Welcome to the Action Research Podcast. Somehow, the first podcast dedicated solely to action research. Each episode, action research experts Adam and Joe explore facets of this research methodology. Speaking with experienced and emerging action researchers, they aim to contribute to this important and growing field and understand the nuance and process of action research in action. My name is Adam Stieglitz, PhD candidate at the University of Louisville and also director and co-founder of the Andean Alliance for Sustainable Development, a social change organization in the highlands of Peru. My name is Joe Levitan, an assistant professor and graduate program director at McGill University, as well as the co-founder and co-director of Centro Educativo Payatayu, a community-based learning center in the Peruvian Andes. We are your hosts for this podcast. For this first official episode of the Action Research Podcast, we will discuss the defining characteristics of what action research is and what makes it unique. We will pull key terms and phrases from the most popular and widely cited definitions and talk about why they are important to understand if you're an action researcher or considering action research as your primary methodology. Please keep in mind that these first few episodes are intended to just lay the foundational understanding of what action research is so that we can really make the most of the discussions that we're going to be having in upcoming episodes when we intend to feature seasoned action researchers and hear from them about their experience and research in the field. So with that said, Joe, anything else you want to add before we jump right in? Yeah, uh, one or two things. So in this episode, we will be discussing some of the characteristics of action research not necessarily giving it a definition. There are two reasons for this. First, action research is a broad concept. It can be understood as an umbrella term for a variety of activities and research paradigms, including, for example, participatory action research, critical action research, youth participatory action research, and many others. Or it can be understood as its own thing. But these kinds of details we'll get into later. Right now, it's really just important to think about how action research works. Secondly, regardless of the definition, there are some overarching characteristics that make up action research in all of its forms and distinguish it from other types of research, both the traditional paradigms of research and the more applied approaches. We'll get into some of the details in future episodes, but for now, we want to give a fairly broad overview of what action researchers do when they do action research. We're going to do this by discussing some of the ways in which scholars have understood this approach. Joe and I, we both took the time to pull out our what we think are either the most popular or most meaningful definitions of action research from the literature. So we're going to go through those today, talk about it, converse about it, challenge it. And I think that should pretty much wrap it up. One of the things we want to be cognizant of is your time. So we are going to try and keep these episodes to 15, 20 minute range. So let's just jump right in. Joe, do you want to kick it off maybe by offering one of the definitions that you found and then we can see where that leaves us? Yeah, that sounds good. So the first definition that I want to share is actually not a definition from one scholar, but a definition from a number of scholars, uh, what's called a Delphi study. So a Delphi study is a communications technique that brings together a number of experts in the field and does, goes through an iterative process to build a consensus about what is essential within whatever it is that they're studying. Uh, I think what's interesting about this is, as you'll see with some of the other definitions, it highlights different facets of action research, but I haven't defined it in our conversation. I'll share with you a little bit of what this Delphi study says. So this is a direct quote. Action research seeks transformative change through the simultaneous process of taking action and doing research, which are linked together by critical reflection. 
research practitioners reflect upon the consequences of their own questions, beliefs, assumptions, and practices with the goal of understanding, developing, and improving social practices. This action is simultaneously directed towards self-change and towards restructuring the organization or institution within which the practitioner works. So that's the first paragraph co-constructed by these experts. I got a question before you keep going. The paragraph that you just read, the first sentence was, action research seeks transformative change through the simultaneous process of taking action and doing research, which are linked together by critical reflection. Now there, there's a lot right in that first sentence. Can, can we break that down maybe just a little bit? Like I hear transformative change. Like what does that mean through the lens of research? Like critical reflection, like what are we talking about here? We're talking about, I know in episode zero, if you listen to that, we were talking about jargon and nerdy terms. We got all the nerdy terms this episode. So let's talk about transformative change because I know, Adam, you work for transformative change within your organization and, and I do too, but we may have different conceptualizations of it and they might be different than how these individuals are understanding it. So I have been thinking about this concept of transformation for a while, mostly because the idea of learning as transformation was started by a scholar named Mesero, who looked at it as a factor of adult learning, which is adult learning as transformation. And he talks about how transformation occurs in terms of somebody's sense of self or their identities and the ways in which people and organizations can have these transformations from what was the status quo to some kind of new existence that is you know, somehow better than what was happening before. One of the implications of transformation in my mind is that there is some kind of radical shift. And for some of us, that may or may not actually hold true. Um, so one of the things that I want to question about this concept of transformative change is there are a lot of things within society that are probably worth holding on to. And does transformative change imply throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Or does transformative change mean transforming those facets of society or system organization that work less well than they should or are barriers to social justice and then we keep those other facets or what is this transformation so that's something that i've been playing with as an idea so i don't know what you think well for me i think it almost just starts with with the idea of change as it relates to an outcome of action research right so it says in the definition action research seeks transformative change and for me one of the reasons why i gravitated towards action research was because I saw in other types of research, I did not see that change. I didn't see that sort of like output or outcome due to some specific action or activity. And it turned me away from research. In action research, its purpose is to literally ignite some sort of change. And if it happens to be transformative, however you define that, all the better. But I, I think that's kind of like, for me, point one, action research seeks change, period. And that's interesting because you were focusing on the change and I was focusing on the transformative, which is an interesting difference in our orientation. I'm glad that the change was what you pointed to because I do think that in my mind, action research seeks change. And I think that that statement is very true of action research. So when we start thinking about the transformative facets or what transformative means, that's a different question for you and I, the role of action research and what drew us to action research is this concept of change and that- sure our research is going to do something. And so that's a, a way to start. And so what about the next 
set of kind of this next clause through the simultaneous process of taking action and doing research? Well, I think for me, it's relatively simple, right? I think it's helpful to look at action research through the lens of what is not action research. And, you know, I think generally speaking, more traditional research is driven solely by data. I think it's safe to say, right? For research to be legitimate and empirical, it's gotta be based on a strong set of data. And I think one of the qualifying differences in what makes action research, action research, is that it actually involves doing things, right? So while data is important, I think what, what qualifies data is distinct. And by actually getting out there, you know, working together with people who are gonna be affected by this change, that in itself is, is counts as data. And I think that is, is different than how um, most scholars approach doing research. That's how I interpret that. But what do you think? You hit the nail on the head. The following paragraph says, the nature of action research places the researcher in the middle of the problem, not on the outside as an observer and or experimenter. So I agree with that. And I think that that is one of the core facets of action research is as a individual who is a, you know, living in a particular context and living in a community, and we have many communities that we live in, one of the core facets of action research is, is being honest about that positionality, which is a whole nother term we can talk about, or that identity where you're in a relationship and instead of trying to do research by removing, by this kind of false removal of yourself from that situation, you're actually in it and real and, and living in that space where you can do something. And that something counts as data and it counts as research. So you have this dual purpose where you're trying to work on things and make things better while also doing research about it to understand it better. And, you know, the classic researcher would be like, well, if you do that, you corrupt the environment. So, you know, if you're the person who's doing all this stuff, then if you're not there, how does this work or what's going on? So how, why are you going to put yourself in this situation when you being in that situation is going to corrupt our understanding of the phenomenon. To me, it makes a ton of sense, right? It's almost like intuitive, but for whatever reason, traditional research tends to go in the other, in the other direction. So, so far we've got action research seeks change, right? It actually seeks some sort of tangible output or outcome based on some action and that it's also involved as, as an action researcher, you are in the middle of what's going on. You're part of the research. You're not drawing that line between I'm the researcher, you're my subject of research. It's an integrative collaborative process. Would you say that we're headed in the right direction so far? Yeah, absolutely. Because on the third paragraph of this definition, action researchers are also engaged in a process of authentic collaboration with participants who seek to improve their practices. There you go. This is, you know, foundational to action research. So there's the kind of self, and we can talk a little bit about our reflection of the self as a way to understand what we're doing. But then there's also this really deep collaboration where you are not the removed observer fly on the wall, but you are collaborating deeply and understanding these processes of collaboration and the dynamics that work within that collaboration to, to do something and to improve practices and to improve people's lives. So Joe, let me ask you something. What, what would you say to somebody who pushed back against that, you know, who took a more traditional approach and they said, actually, um, that's going to that's gonna skew your data or that is going to, you know, it's going to make it less valid. How would you respond to that in the context of defining act, what action research is? So my answer, I think I'm going to ask you the same question eventually, but my answer is contextually bound. So what I would say is 
One of the things that is fundamentally one of the core aspects of the role of action research in society is that it is not a neutral endeavor. It is not meant to understand something just for the sake of understanding it. It is meant to actually improve something in the lives of a group of people. And because this value is inherently embedded, which is the first whether we appreciate transformative or not, that's the first sentence of this definition, the role of change. That value changes what our orientation to research is. So, you know, I'm not going to say to a traditional researcher, like, if you are just really curious about how cells replicate, go for it. Like, that's not a problem if that's what you want to do. If you're a social science researcher who's very curious about how economies rise in a capitalist system, sure, go for that. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. The problem becomes when the focus of research is exclusively on just understanding things for the sake of understanding them instead of actually making people's lives better because we are living in a time where fundamental social changes are happening. And in order to make sure those fundamental social changes are happening in a way that will actually ensure that people's lives are better, we need to understand what is going on and our ability to affect positive change. So that's my response. It's not necessarily saying that traditional research as this concept of creating a valid understanding of whatever phenomenon they want that's removed from the individual who's acting upon it is inherently wrong, but it also doesn't do what the values that most of us have these days correspond to. And we've seen also the excesses of what this kind of removed social science and psychological experiments had, like the Stanford prison experiment from that same paradigm. So there are serious ethical issues when this is the value system exclusively. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a strong response and it actually, I'm going to jump around if it's cool for a sec, because it reminds me of one of the, the definitions that I pulled out. I'm going to quote Peter Reason and Hillary Bradbury here from the handbook of action research from 2001 um, and this is what it made me think of right the first line in their definition is that action research is <clears throat> i quote a participatory democratic process concerned with developing practical knowing in the pursuit of worthwhile human purposes and the reason why i wanted to pull that out based on what you were saying was that first part right how it's a participatory democratic process because as, as i heard you talking i was asking myself well, how, how are you even like starting an action research study, right? Like where does it even spawn from? Are you just coming in and solving people's problems as a researcher? Because that doesn't seem very collaborative to me. That doesn't seem very transformative, if you will. So this idea that action research is participatory and democratic, it, it, I felt like it was necessary to point out that like this process has to come collectively from within, right? Like you start with a challenge, right? If you're gonna affect change and you wanna create some sort of positive impact, well, before you can start doing that, you need to define what the actual issue is. And I know that me, as an outsider, as a researcher, I'm not gonna go into some community or organization that I'm not familiar with and say, hey, I think you have this problem. We should work together and try and figure it out. No, you know, I think it has to be a very bottom-up approach where where there's dialogue and you're talking about real issues and what the roots of those issues are and then collectively you define a way in which you're going to go about addressing those issues and that is action research right it's not me as a scholar or researcher saying hey 
this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to collect data. This is how we're going to solve this problem, right? Like most research, right? Most research, again, you're, you're, you're an outsider coming in, but action research, I think inherently you are in the middle of this participatory democratic process that together you work towards addressing some sort of social change. I think that's fundamental in defining what is action research. I totally agree. And to add to that, what you're identifying, which is fundamental, is this role of power dynamics and the role a action researcher transforms, to use that word, the power dynamics of a research process where they're not the knower studying these people who are just going about their daily lives, but they're embedded in it and the power is democratically distributed so that the knowledge of the individuals who are working is part of the knowledge creation process. So you get at maybe other unlooked for or hidden facets of knowledge that would be missed if you were just an outsider sitting there observing and not having the same shared decision-making processes and collaboration that you know an action researcher engages in. And I think your definition really points to some of that issue of power dynamics, which I think is going to be really important for us to talk about as action researchers in this podcast as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm actually writing about that in the, at the moment as I write my dissertation, I'm currently writing about critical theory and power differentials between when campuses collaborate with communities and it ties back to all these neo-colonial theories and hegemony and all, all these really interesting ideologies, I think, that are really embedded deeply within action research. But I say we jump to those in, in a different episode. Just to kind of reel it in then, so kind of what we've touched on so far is that action research is first and foremost about achieving some sort of tangible transformational change, right? Like we are working to achieve something, positive impact, improve some sort of situation. Second, action research is participatory in nature, right? So it does not have the, I'm the researcher, you are the subject of study divide it is collective and part of that process is democratic and such that you can't come in as a researcher and define the challenge and tell people how we're going to work together to achieve transformational change no it's a process in which you're working together through the process certain whatever collectively defined activities we, we create to, to achieve that change I, i'd say so far those are my big three takeaways from this discussion I would agree. To add one more, one of the things that is essential to action research, which is in, I think, both of the definitions that we have, but we haven't talked about yet, is the role of self-reflection. To be a self-reflexive participant in this community collaborative work so that we recognize our own positions in the society, our power, and where we don't have power, and also what our own role is so that we can understand our own values and whether they are in alignment with the values of the community and how these different facets of our work intersect with our own biases, our own orientations to life and meaning and how to make sure that those are used productively instead. But I think that one of the core facets of action research, in order to not make sure that our work isn't inherently biasing or becoming problematic is to be extremely self-reflexive and autobiographical. So thinking about where we come from and who we are and how that impacts our role in that space allows us to create a little bit more of that sense of validity and reliability because people, the reader, if we're going to publish our work in action research, because that's the other facet of action research, it's this action and research, 
people see where we're coming from so they can take what we're saying with the full knowledge that we have identified how we may have biased what we're saying. Man, I think you nailed it. And, and if I was a betting man, which I am, I would have bet that that would have been the, the fourth point that you threw in there was the idea of self-reflection. So I think, I think that's something we'll continue to address as a theme in, in, in episodes to come. So in closing, I have a question because, you know, I hear us talking about communities and I hear us talking about organizations and like, it kind of leads me to ask the question of like, when is action research appropriate, right? Because one of the one of the core fundamental characteristics of action research is that really it's about addressing some sort of challenge or problem, right? And creating that change. But you and I both know that challenges and problems exist all over the place. I see them in communities where I work here in Peru, social challenges, political challenges, and, and the organization where I work, you know, we've got all kinds of issues. There's issues that exist in academia and universities. Are these all platforms where you could implement an action research approach? I think that's a question we're gonna to have to devote a full episode to. One of the things that I think that I believe is that action research is about what you said in your definition, which is worthwhile human endeavors. How do we identify that and who identifies that is the big question. And when is action research appropriate depends a lot on the answer to those questions. So I think that's something for us to explore in depth in another episode, hopefully with somebody who also has been dealing with these questions for years. Yeah, let's do it. I think that's a good idea. All right, so to wrap up, here's what I got. What is action research, right? At least on the surface, I think this is a conversation that we could go on and on about, but at least on the surface, action research is an approach to investigation that one, seeks to achieve some sort of positive impact or transformational change by addressing some sort of problem or challenge usually in a social setting, I think. Two, <clears throat> action research is participatory and action-oriented in nature. Therefore, it's more than just about the data and the information that you're gathering. It's the process of how you remain involved as a researcher and collaborate with those who are most affected by this particular challenge. Three, not only is it collaborative in the sense in which we're working together to achieve change, but we're also making sure to work together to make sure that we're defining that challenge collectively and the, and the best approach to addressing that challenge. And, and finally, sorry to interrupt, and constructing knowledge together so that it's not you coming up solely with your own ideas, but it's constructing knowledge together. And totally right. Yep. As a researcher, you don't necessarily own that knowledge, right? I mean, it's, it's, collaborative in the sense that it's collective knowledge. Right, exactly. Right. And then the last point that I think we pulled out today was that it's reflexive in nature. Actually, it's self-reflexive in nature. So not only does it involve what's going on around you, but also internally, right? In the ways that you're acknowledging the processes that you're participating in, what that means for you as a researcher, as well as what that means for the people who are involved. And I, I got to admit, I'm still working on my understanding of reflexivity so feel free to add on to that last point um, but that's kind of how I interpret it yeah I think to get started each of these four facets could be its own very long conversation and I know that students and faculty members and researchers all probably spend hours and hours trying to figure this out so I think you had in terms of our goal of creating a kind of short and sweet definition I think you hit that on the head all right cool let's let's leave it at that for now then 
Thanks again to all of you for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the Action Research Podcast to stay updated on all things related to the podcast, including details for the next episode where we will most likely continue to break down the characteristics and definitions of what makes action research, action research. How have you found yourself in the world of action research? Want to be interviewed or share one of your projects? Engage in interactive dialogue with Joe, Adam, and other experts and listeners in the community on Twitter at the underscore AR pod or the Action Research Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on most major podcast distribution platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Action Research Podcast, created by Adam Stieglitz, Joe Levitan, Shika DeWalker, and Vanessa Gold. See you next time.